morning and welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral for the celebration of the Eucharist on the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time. You may download the worship program at www.stpatrickscathedral.org live. Our celebrant is Father Edward Daugherty of the Cathedral staff. Please stand and join in singing the entrance hymn, Christ is the World's Light, which can be found in the online program.
Good morning and welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral. Uh, we pray that our prayers might rise like this incense before the throne of God. We welcome each and every one of you. I, I also wanted to let you know that uh, Cardinal Dolan and uh, my Father Enrique are both in the Holy Land. So they, they telephoned me this morning and told me to pass along their best wishes and prayers and blessings for each and every one of you. We welcome our viewers uh, over the various uh, media that uh, are with us. We pray for the needs of our world and the needs of each and every one of us as we begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. In both the New and Old Testaments, the secret to knowing the love of God is revealed. Share and, God, and love as God loves. God wants everyone to know the peace and joy we experience because God loves us and lights our way. God does, didn't give us his love to keep. We must share it with others. The mystery is, the more we share his love and light, the more we know how loved we are. It's in that spirit that we ask for God's mercy and the forgiveness of our sins as we pray.
Let us pray. Keep your family safe, O Lord, with unfailing care, that relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, they may be defended always by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, share your bread with the hungry, shelter the oppressed and the homeless, clothe the naked when you see them, and do not turn your back on your own. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your wounds shall quickly be healed. Your vindication shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, here I am. If you remove from the midst oppression, false accusation, and malicious speech, if you bestow your bread on the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, then light shall rise for you in the darkness, and the gloom shall become for you like the midday. The word of the Lord. Just man is a light in darkness to the upright. reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. 
When I came to you, brothers and sisters, proclaiming the mystery of God, I did not come with sublimity of words or of wisdom. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him sacrificed. I came to you in weakness and fear and much trembling. My message and my proclamation were not persuasive words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of spirit and power so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. The word of the Lord. from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain remain, cannot be hidden nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Just so your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. 
the gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. I certainly was happy to sense the break in the, uh, the cold streak, and uh, it even, even the church today reflects it a bit. Uh, so I'm sure you're happy to be here. And perhaps my own happiness, uh, I thought I would I'd look around and I'm saying, you know, everybody's in a February kind of mood, right? So maybe we can try to lighten it up as we begin with a sense that uh, the story about the uh, Monsignor and the cab driver who both die on the same day. The, cat, the Monsignor goes to heaven. He's at the pearly gates with St. Peter. St. Peter says to a Monsignor, you were a great priest. You did a good job. Come, come welcome. He takes him to this, like a two-story house in, uh, near the gate of heaven. The cab driver arrives an hour later St. Peter greets him, says welcome to heaven, but he takes him to like a McMansion on the shores of the whatever lake is in heaven. And on the way back to the gate, St. Peter is stopped by the Monsignor. And the Monsignor says, St. Peter, you know, I know that I'm, I'm a sinner and, and, and probably I wasn't the best Monsignor ever that ever was, but, you know, how come he gets this really nice place, and I spent my life in service to the church. St. Peter stops and says, oh, my senior, that's, that's really easy. When you preached, people slept. When he drove, people prayed. Jesus taught by spinning parables and using memorable images. Today we pray with two images. You are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. I say we pray with them because these images are meant to reach into our hearts. They're meant to feed our souls and energize a response from us. Salt has an effect on everything it touches. As the salt of the earth, we're in constant search for the divine essence that's within us. And following in the footsteps of Jesus, we reach out to season those who haven't tasted the divine within themselves. During my years in Africa as a missionary, one of the phrases I would hear about someone, a senior person who died, or uh, you know, somebody in their 80s or 90s, they'd say, Ame kula chumviningi. He ate or she ate much salt. It was a, an expression of 
not only of having, having had many meals, but also of having tasted, tasted life and lived life. It's a, it's a tremendous sense. I saw something in, by a Sister Claire in one of the commentaries about Saul that said, Jesus names us as salt for the entire world. To what does this naming call us? First of all, salt facilitates and hastening the closing of wounds. So we ask, what hurts are we challenged to notice and address? And how might we be a healing presence to the world around us? Salt draws out and enhances flavor. How might we invite the hidden gifts of others to come forward, to be affirmed and enrich the lives of all? Salt is a preservative. What shall we discern is worth holding on to and cherishing? And lastly, salt is a symbol of wisdom. What might we learn from the salty ones, the wisdom figures, those who have salted their own and others' lives by contemplative living, by deep listening to the Word of God, and by integrating that Word into their everyday lives. Perhaps part of our prayer this day, loving God, salt my life today. We also have that second image of the light. I'm always, uh, I always, when I hear that, that I think of the Christophers and the Christophers motto, it is better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Jesus reiterates that, this lesson with that second image, that of the lampstand. We're the light of the world. We're to shine in the divine light in every dark place. We're never to hide it or be hesitant to let it shine. And we're to shine for our entire lives. We should light up consciences, minds, and hearts. We share our light with others whenever we are charitable and understanding, patient and forgiving. It is all within our reach, all part of our nature. What we must do is act. That, my friend, is up to us, that action. Jesus realized that neither salt nor light exists for themselves, but to call attention to something else. As salt and light, the people of God do not simply note the needs of others. They prove by their activities that such needs can be addressed and alleviated. Their light demonstrates that the reign of God is a real and growing phenomenon in our world. Isaiah, Paul, and Jesus want their people to live in joy and to know meaning. In short, they want people to understand and find the fulfillment of living their vocation, of discovering what they were made for and how they can best use the gifts they have been given for the good of the world. This is the simple and countercultural truth about why we're created. The Sunday readings from now on will bear, that we will hear from now until Lent, invite us to keep asking about the reign of God in our midst. 
I saw something that kind of nicely ties together the salt and the light. It said, we are called to be instruments of God's work in the world, actively attending to the, con attending to the concrete needs of others. These deeds need not be dramatic, but they will likely draw us out of our comfort zone as we enter into the messiness and ambiguity of the often deeply wounded, morally conflicted, and broken lives of others. But enter those lives we must. It is in these basic acts of care, particularly those directed beyond our circle of intimates, that the light we are to display before the world is kindled. When we feed the hungry, shelter the homeless, clothe the naked, and welcome the stranger, we discover within us a light not of our own making. Today's readings from the prophet Isaiah to the psalmist to Jesus are remarkably insistent that we are to reflect the light that has both its source and object in the Holy One. God is the deep origin of all that we do that is good and holy. The light of our concrete actions illuminates not our her heroism and sanctity, but God's activity in and through us. So we can begin today by asking ourselves when we have experienced great joy and real joy and depth. When we look at those moments, it may surprise us to see how closely they align with the type of activities the prophet Isaiah and Jesus himself suggested, how much they are actually experiences of the reign of God in our midst. Remembering and contemplating these, these truths, that will be enough for this week. Let us travel with these truths as we profess our faith and say, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, life from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. He was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
We call to mind this day and every day the needs of the world. For our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for our shepherd, Timothy Cardinal Dolan, for all bishops, priests, deacons, religious, and those who guide us in faith, that they may be holy and effective in their mission to draw all people to Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace among nations and for those suffering the effects of war, especially in the Ukraine, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our church, that we may shine forth with the light of Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our own beloved dead and for all those who have died in faith, that they may enjoy the fullness of eternal life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our And for whatever particular prayers and intentions are in your own hearts this day. Father in heaven, hear these and all our prayers, all of which we make through your Son and our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
Pray now, my friends, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Amen. O Lord, our God, who once established these created things, who sustain us in our frailty, grant, we pray, that they may become for us now the sacrament of eternal life through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you so love the world that in your mercy you sent us the Redeemer to live like us in all things but sin, so that you might love in us what you loved in your Son, by whose obedience we have been restored to those gifts of yours that by sinning we had lost in disobedience. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too give you thanks as in exultation we acclaim. Indeed, holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, Graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice. And giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
the mystery of faith. as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, Grant that we, who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Patrick and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in charity your, in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant Francis, our Pope, Timothy, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say,
Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Peace. You too. Okay. Peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. May say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Let us pray. O God, who have willed that we be partakers in the one bread and the one chalice, grant us, we pray, so to live that made one in Christ, we may joyfully bear fruit for the salvation of the world through Christ our Lord. Amen. And in the mystery of God's love, we ask for the blessing of Almighty God, and may it be upon you this day and in the days to come, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass is ended. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Please join in singing God Who is Almighty Word, which can be found in the online program. Thank <laughs> you.